Blog Talk Radio. On October 15, 2014, October 1-5, 2014, I just figured out the title of my uh, introduction today. If you're an idiot, you can get a good job writing corporate websites, doing the copy for them, because that's what I want to talk about, how companies describe themselves on their websites. Here's what it seems like to me. The first thing they do is go out and hire some bozo to say a lot of nothing. I don't even think they intend to say something. That's the point. It's language being used as music. They think as long as they're blabbing and throw a lot of corny buzzwords in there, it's going to sound like the trumpets are blaring when they enter the room. And I'm going to give you an example. I'm not a guy who just talks without proving it. Listen to this. And don't fall asleep, please. I'll try to make it as interesting as I can. Company ABC is a purpose-driven company adhering to the highest ethical standards in its relationships with customers, suppliers, and staff. Core values, core values include a global quality commitment to assure the best products possible regardless of where those products are designed and manufactured. I'll just keep going a little more. We are proud of our rich heritage of leading products and services, but clearly focused on our future as an innovative global organization. We are excited about the foundation we have laid for our company and the role we are well positioned to play in meeting the world's growing needs for the highest quality industrial products and services. Now, I'm sorry if you were bored. I'm sorry if you hung up already. I wanted to read it to you to tell you how awful it is. Did that say anything meaningful to you? Not to me. Not on the surface. We're ethical. We have quality control. We're innovative. We're global. Isn't that what everybody says? Global, innovative, blah, 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 blah. But you know what? I'm an insightful I'm not an insightful person, but it seemed to me there's a few code words in there that, that might mean something. Purpose driven is the name of a, a famous religious book. I don't know if you remember back in two thousand five this guy kidnapped this woman and he she asked if she could read and she read him that book Purpose Driven Life and he let her go. Anyway, so maybe that's telling us the owners are religious, like the guy from Chick-fil-A. I don't know. I'm not sure. But that's what it said to me. And the next thing they say, regardless of where the products are designed and manufactured, that might be saying, look, we produce our products in low-wage, backward countries, but they're not made according to third world standards. And that's a real issue because in Canada, Apotex, which is a, a, a generic drug company, they got in trouble recently because they got a factory in India that was sending us medicine <laughs> that, that was contaminated with bacteria, you know. But uh, really, 
if you have to guess that the website is what it's saying to you, is it really saying anything? I don't think so. It just you know looks like garbage to me. Garbage. You know? Why does anybody ever? Well, what was I going to say? Why doesn't? Yeah. Why? Bob. Jerry, I'm almost done. Don't start groaning. Why oh, doesn't sorry, I anybody I was on mute. ever? That, sorry. Well, I'm almost done. Let me finish, and we'll get to you, okay? Why why doesn't anybody ever call any companies on that? I've never seen an article in the press that would embarrass these guys into doing better, but I know there's one media outlet that is not afraid to embarrass people when they deserve it, and you know why? Because that media outlet doesn't make any money, so it's got yeah. nothing to lose. And Jerry, Jerry, yeah. what show is that? That show is this show, and this show is the Recruiting Animal Show. I'm in this. I got to ask you something, Jerry. Hit me with it. I heard you were winding down the after show. Is that true? No comment. Uh oh, that's like Novo Contendera in court. You don't not necessarily no, no, pay the fine. It's like Obama. I just want to vote present. Okay. Now look, we got a really big guest today. He's a sourcing today. legend. He's a regular. On the SourceCon Live Hangout, which is a really good show. i got to thank I'm Jeremy R. That's Jeremy Roberts. got to thank him for introducing <laughs> to me to this guest today. His name's Dean DaCosta. Dino DaCosta, come on down! Hey, how's it going, guys? Hey, you know what? We're revved up. Can't you be a little revved up? <laughs> uh, dude, I just got uh, sleep two hours ago and just got up, uh, so this well, is usually take me another hour to get my butt up. the show today. What's up with that, eh? How come? Uh, I'm a vet. I have a sleep disorder. That's all I can do. There's okay. nothing I can do about it. It's just the way my body I works with the disorders you. I have. I salute you. Thanks I for making it. Yeah. Okay. Oh, no now, problem at all. I'll get go. Well, once things get going, I'll... Get going a little bit. I'm, you know, uh, Jerry, I wasn't going to say this till later, but Dean okay. said he's worried to come on the show because he's a, a, a military veteran and he's Portuguese and he might punch me in the face. <laughs> no, I didn't say punch you in the face. Try to chill out a little bit if you can. I believe my term yeah. was I would tell you where you can go. But yeah, I never punch you in like the face. Okay? Animal's not good for PTSD. Yeah. Okay. I, have, I have PTSD, so. <laughs> anyway. PST. Well, you can maybe if we have time, you can tell us about that. I'm pretty interested. In sure. But first, we're going to sing a song. Dean, what song did you bring for us to sing today? Um, actually, the song that I brought, or the song I liked the most, is by Toby Keith, and called "Made in America." That'd be good. You have to you sing it on it? your own with Jerry. Hey, I'm, I I'm can not... play it if you can hear it. No, 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 no. This is a singing show. This is a singing Say again, show. Please? This it's is all a acapella. 
Just so you know, if I sing, dogs howl and people come back from the dead. I don't, so don't want me singing. Don't, I sing like don't, crap. Why? Don't, don't drag it out. Don't drag it out. Let's just do it. I'll try to go along with you if you tell me the words. Well, it starts with, my old man is that old man, lives life living off the land, dirty hands and a clean soul. Um, and then the rest of it, I can't remember right off the top of my head, but that's the part I know about. And eventually it comes to... Um, I'll hit you with the rest of it. About only buying stuff made in America because, you know, yeah. he wears separate and that's Very that. He's got one on. Oh, there it, you go. It breaks his heart seeing foreign cars. Cars. Filled with fuel, with fuel that, that isn't that ours, is ours. And wearing cotton, we didn't grow. Didn't grow. He got the yeah. red, white, and the blue flying high on the farm. Semper Fi tattooed <laughs> on his left arm. Yep, mate. It's a great song. Think. It's one of my favorites. Uh-huh. Never heard it. <laughs> Uh, I'm sure he's singing to... it while he's holding a guitar made overseas. Yeah, and uh, not only that, uh, no, actually, I'm not Toby an American. Guitars made in the U.S. He could have bought one at the Gibson factory. Oh, our <laughs> feds <laughs> shut it down. Back to you, <laughs> okay. animal. Okay, no politics. Let's go. Okay. It's Dean, all can you politics. Tell... I was going to sing a BG song. I thought Dean would know that. <clears throat> i got to get the <laughs> message to you. <laughs> I actually probably would. My my wife loves the Bee Gees. Okay, well, this is their most... Really badly, pathetically love them. Get a message to you. You know that? Oh God! Oh, yeah, I actually do. Hola. Okay, let's go. <laughs> you sound just like them, dude. Keep going. Yeah, I know they always sing the falsettos. Okay, can you tell us what you do in thirty seconds? Uh, yeah. Basically, I find what no one else can find. My job, at least where I work right now at Lockheed Martin, is people go out there, find people, but can't find contact or can't put together a complete picture, and they give it to me, and it's my job to figure it out. You're like the troubleshooter. You're the troubleshooter. Uh, yeah, you can call it that. I mean, usually, like, as an example, I just got given a list of people. All I got is their name. We, they need to know who they are, where they work, what they do. All I got is names. Okay, that, if you got their names already, the hard part is finding the names. Not really when their names are like Doug Smith. Or Jason Thomas, those are extremely common okay. names. Okay, okay. But usually okay. I can figure it out based on the fact that, obviously, if they want to talk to them, they got to be related to something we do, so that helps a little bit. But You know, i got to tell you, if you take a survey, nobody's going to agree with you about that. Jerry, that's not hard once you have the name. Am I right or wrong about that? You're right, you're right. Okay. Dean, no, you're in trouble very... already. You want to punch no, me? Not. Come ahead. You want to punch no, Dean's, well, Dean's right. Dean's right. Common names are problematic. Oh, yeah, and no a lot way. of the names I get are very, are very, very common. I don't get. Trust Dean, me, why I, are you getting if it was easy, names? They wouldn't be, if it was easy, they wouldn't be giving it to me. So yeah, right. They're not going to give me Jeff Kowalsnik when there's one guy in the world and they know exactly. That. But Dean, why are they giving you just names and where are they coming from? Yeah, mm-hmm. where are they coming That's from? That's a question. So a lot of it comes from. People within the company who know people who they feel have certain skills, but that's all they, they they just know the name because they heard it at a conference or they heard it from somebody who heard it from somebody and stuff like that. Or they're unwilling to give me more information because they're worried because it's a tight community that if the word gets back that they're giving out names, it could come back at them. And that's why a lot of times that's all I get. Sometimes they just are out there and they oh, this guy wrote a paper about this. Great. We need no more about him. Dean, can you figure it out? Okay, great. He wrote a paper. Guess what? He's not really the author. He was the ghostwriter and he really doesn't know Jack and now i got to figure it all out. So that's why this, when it comes down to it. And, uh, you know, not 
a lot of the tools that I use can't be used on on just any computer because of security. So that's what it all boils down to is just you're right, uh, and you're off site. You're off site. Yes, I am off site. Hey, I, I, I work from you home in your library or whatever it is there. Okay, look, well, that's my, I got my a, that's my office. Okay, I got a, a non-sourcing. I got a non-sourcing online issue with you. I don't know if you want me. Okay. I, I, you know, I was going to wait till you like me, but now I want to hit you with it right away. Listen to this. Go for it. You know, I got a little preamble. Religious people, you know, they like to claim that Moses wrote the first five books of the Bible, but one of the things they have trouble explaining is where it says. Moses was the humblest of men. You see, if Moses was humble, he wouldn't be bragging about it, right? Now you got well, the same problem. You got the same Moses, problem. Moses isn't bragging about it. Moses is dead. Moses <laughs> so he ain't dead. the one bragging. No, but they said he wrote it. Now you, on your website, you go around praising yourself in the third person. We know you wrote it yourself. Come on. Why don't you just come out and say, you know, his keen insight and creation of groundbreaking tools and processes to enhance and change staffing as we know it have proven... I didn't write it. That was written by Shelley Steckler. Well, why didn't you put Shelley's name on it? Because I didn't have to. I thought He wrote it for me for the very first source con I ever did when I was doing uh you just put his name time. on it then I would have been impressed. I thought you wrote it yourself. Go to LinkedIn and look at what Shally Steckler read at, wrote as my recommendation and you'd know it was he because he wrote almost the same thing as my recommendation. Let's move on. Let's move on. You, you, oh. Let's move on. How many people did you recruit on Twitter this year? Uh <laughs> Well, it's more like how many – okay, so just as a point of reference, I don't actually recruit. All I do is find information and give it back to other people to do the recruiting. But how much of that information came off of Twitter? Um, probably around 25% of it. But not Twitter per se as the tools that I have that utilize Twitter as the basics for bringing in other information, like Riffle and Leaf on, and stuff like when that. When you're on Jeremy's show, I can understand everything you say. But when you're on my show, I don't understand Okay. Uh, that's probably because I'm on a USB microphone. Here I'm on a telephone microphone. That's not what I meant. I can hear you. I don't understand you. How many people <laughs> did you source on Twitter this year? Um, probably about 120. Whoa! How'd you do that? Well, first of all, as a point of reference, like I said, I don't source people from Twitter. All I do is find the information to give it to somebody. But I do use Twitter as part of one of my tools. And basically, there is an uh, add-on in Chrome called Riffle and another one called Leaf. They work specifically in Twitter to go- use the Twitter handle to go out and find more information about people, other social sites, full names, emails, phone numbers, if available, and brings it to you. Okay, hold on. In let's Twitter. Take a step back. No, no, let's take a step back. Uh, uh, and everybody who's on the line, you tell me if I'm dumb and he's, you know, easy to understand and I just don't. Okay? I want to, Matt, you got a, a search for, give me a title that you search sometimes or that you've searched um, cyber Cybersecurity. Cybersecurity technician or what? Just cybersecurity. Trust me, you don't need nothing else but that. Cybersecurity. Okay. So the hiring manager says, I need a cybersecurity engineer. What do you do to get people off Twitter, step by step? And if you're given the name of a, a tool, spell it out for us, because we don't know these things. 
Well, if I'm going to look for cybersecurity people, I'm not going to be on Twitter, just for the record. But let's per se that I am going to use Twitter. Okay, go ahead. No, I said you asked for a job that I look for. You didn't yeah, specify Twitter. Yeah, but one that you look for, what kind of people do you look for on Twitter? Okay, if I'm going to look for something on Twitter, it's probably going to be a Java developer that has a security clearance of some kind. And if that's the case, then I'm going to go ahead and look for Java developers in a specific location, working for hopefully giving me information to work for a specific company. There is a tool out there called Tweet Adder. That tool was designed originally to help add followers to your Twitter account. The idea being, if you follow them, they follow you back. 80% of people do that. But it has a very unique feature that I like that allows you to search geographically for specific words that people use in their Twitter profile or just in their, their Twitter posts. So if I put in the words Java, security clearance, or Java in a specific company and search in a particular uh, geo, I'm going to get all these people who are talking about Java, work for a particular company in a specific geo, which means the odds are extremely good they're what I'm looking for. Once I get that list, this tool allows me to take all that information it finds, download it to an Excel spreadsheet, which now means all I have to do is take that Excel spreadsheet and fill in the blanks, which means where it didn't find a phone number, get one. Where it didn't find an email address, get one. Where whatever it didn't find, just I go out and find it. It's a really cool tool. It's got a free version and a paid version, and it works great in Twitter. And the main piece of it that makes it so good the ability to take all the info it finds and download it to an Excel spreadsheet okay. so I can so easily use it other places. That's TweetAdder.com. TweetAdder.com. Is that a paid version or a free version? They have both. Uh, the paid version is only 25 bucks, so it's not that expensive anyway. Anybody got a question about that? Is that monthly? No. Say again, please. Monthly. Is it the, monthly? The, uh, the... Is it monthly or no, annual? No, it's one, one, time, one time. Okay. One okay. time and you own it. That sounds pretty good. How many people did you recruit on Facebook this year? Uh, I actually do a lot on Facebook, um, several hundred, because I actually did a complete uh, dump of Java people in a particular area, worked for a specific company, and I think there was several hundred people, and then I used a tool called um, FBUID to go ahead and scrape the information off of Facebook and put now it what, into a nice What does that mean, scraping the information off of Facebook? Scraping the information means you have a tool that goes out and finds all the information on a particular page, that you've, that you've basically told it to find. So if you want all the, all the names, all the addresses, all whatever, it will go and find it and pull it off of that page and put it into a nice little format, whatever the format is that you uh, happen to ask it to do. Um, so, actually, uh, Todd Davis and uh, Luntz did a huge thing at SourceCon all about scraping. It's really cool, and it's, it's an easy process. In this case, this tool, uh, Facebook UID, is one of the few tools I know that can do it on Facebook. Um, and the only limit is it, it, it doesn't work more than about 100. You can't do more than 100 at a time, but it's not, it's not that hard for the things I look for to get now down to 100 people. So. Okay, so do you do the search through the tool. You don't do the graph search and no, then no, no, apply no. the you tool. Do the, no, you do the graph search, get your results, and then use the tool to scrape the results off of the graph search. Uh-huh. Isn't an IUD, isn't that a, a, a birth control device? UI. UID, oh. IUD is a birth control. Yes, you are correct there, but that's not what we're talking about. Is it, is it about. Facebook, UID, it's Facebook UID scraper? Okay. And it's a Chrome, and it's a Chrome add-on. Okay. What about these Chrome add-ons? When you put a Chrome add-on, 
does the owner of that uh, extension, do they start count, uh, you know, f- spying on you? Um, it depends on which ones you do. Some do, some don't. But that's why I tell everybody, if you put a Chrome add-on on, the first thing you do is look in your list of add-ons, make sure nothing else got put on at the same time, and then go into, assuming you're using Windows, uh, go into your control panel, look at your programs and features, and make sure nothing else got added. Sometimes they will add something to allow them to do that. And, and then if you're checking, you just remove it. The, the Chrome add-on will still work. You just remove what they put on there that allows them to keep track of your sites or whatever you're like doing. What might and be, I do how, that all the time. How would we recognize it? What, what might they put in there? Well, it could be a lot of things, but how you recognize it is if you go into your control panel and you open up in your um, program and features, it has a date when it was added. You just sort them by date and look for something that was put on the same day as your add-on. Like I said, I add a Chrome add-on. I go ahead and look at the add-ons, make sure nothing new besides that was added. Then I go in there and make sure nothing else was added. It's easy to tell because it will show it and the date's right there. And then if there is, I get rid of it if it's nothing I want. If it's something I want, then I keep it. 90% of the time, it's nothing I want. Usually okay. it's something to keep track of sites you visit for buying stuff and junk like that. I just I just uh, added an add-on yesterday, and it added on something, so I got rid of it. Not a big deal. Okay, that's good information. Now, look, you're a member of my Facebook group. When people join, I look to see what they're doing on, on you know their Facebook pages. They almost never have a job title or any kind of information there, even if they are recruiters, because I want the recruiters to join. How do you get the information to recruit 100 people as Java developers on uh, Facebook? Well, Facebook Graph Search, if you if – you, using Facebook Graph Search, you put um, people who live in Seattle, Washington, and are Java developers. And and once you get the graph search up, on the right side, there's a whole bunch of extra things you can play with that allows you some flexibility. And so depending on what I get from that string, if I get over 100 people from that string, then I'm good. If I don't, then what I automatically do is I change the title to just plain developer, and then I start looking at each one of them to see what they're talking about. Inevitably, if you're a really good Java developer, you're going to talk about it at some point in time. Not to mention the fact I can cross-reference them using any one of a number of tools, Connect Fire, Connect 6, 3Sourcing, to see where else they are. And if they're on GitHub or Stack Overflow, I go there, and if they're talking about Java, they're Java. Sometimes it takes a little extra work, but it still can be done. It's not that big a deal. And, so and you're, given how you're big actually going, is, I don't see you're, what you're, other choice. You're going at these people one by one. You're putting if them I through have these... to, only if I have to. If I do not get the results in my initial grass search string, if I'm saying I want 100 people and I only get 80, then I'm like, okay, let me scrape those 80. Let me redo my search only for developer, so this way Java or not I'll get there, and utilize these other tools to try to identify which ones are actually Java developers and which ones aren't. And, of course, remembering in the graph search you can specify companies. So I might specify Cisco, which means the odds are pretty good they're a Java developer, or I might spe- or any other Java shop that I know are heavy Java users, and then if that's the case, then I don't have to do as much searching to validate because they're working at a Java shop. So why worry okay, about it? So, so there's a lot of variables in there. The key is I do my research first. I don't just jump in and say, hey, I need Java developers. Let's just go on Facebook. I do my research. Research. I know Java developer. I know the different permutations to get Java developers, i.e., developer, programmer, programming, Java, J2E, so on. Then I do my research based on my location. What companies are there are Java shops, which means that's their primary thing 
everything they, they develop in, and then I go and do my search. Research comes first. No matter what anybody tells you, you can't source without doing your research. I don't, it just doesn't work. Inevitably, you always will miss something that will come back to haunt you. Do you talk extra fast when you're tired? Because I can't get a word. No, I'm actually talk, I actually talk extra fast when I get excited, and now I'm starting to get more excited. Okay. Okay, well, I'm going to make you more excited, but I'm going to wait for a second for that. Now, what well, you're saying is... I kind of prefer is, my wife doing that, but okay. Yeah, okay, not like that. Now, what you're saying <laughs> is what you're saying is that, uh, that you research the buzzwords or the keywords used by your kind of people, and then you search those as well. Is that what you just said? I said I do research the buzzwords, but I also research companies to make yeah, sure I, I have a list of companies that are yeah. most likely going to have what I'm looking for. And, of course, the location. If I have a specific geographical location yeah, 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 that yeah, yeah, I have yeah, I got to that. to. I got that. Now, in my mind, what you stand out for most of all, and Dean is a, a great guy to watch on, on the SourceCon live show. I've got to say it. I really enjoyed it. Um, you have a list of these People, I don't know, what do you call them? People information aggregators like Connect6, WhoWorks.at, VibeApp.co, Connectifier360Social.me. So you were just talking, if you get a bunch of people on your Facebook search and you're not sure what they do, you put them through these other tools. Am I right? Uh, yeah, for the most part. Um, most of these tools work right in Facebook, so all I really got to do is open up their Facebook profile, and on the right side, the informa- you know, if, if there's information easily available, one of the tools will show it to me on either the right or the left side of the screen. Um, and then if that doesn't work, that's when I have to start doing more stuff, which means just taking their name and doing a uh, Google search to find more, maybe doing a picture search in Tinai if there's, if there's a picture of them there that's related to them. Uh, but there's always, I mean, no per, nobody that I know of is only on Facebook. They are going to be somewhere else. If they're a developer, they're on GitHub, Stack Overflow, or some other developer site. If they're a program manager, they are going to be on other sites. It's very rare to see a professional like what I'd be looking for only on Facebook. Okay, so there's somewhere so now, else. you just got to find it. Now I understand for the first time actually how you use, are they called people aggravators? What are, they, what are those tools called? Like uh, Connect. That's a good question because I'm not sure I'd call them people aggregators because that's people aggregator is more like bringing it is a place where you go and they bring the people in and you can find everything you want as opposed to bringing it to you wherever you're at. I just call them probably social aggregators. Okay, social they aggregators. Aggregate the inf- they, yeah, they aggregate the social footprint of somebody and bring it like, to you. Like reportive, like reportive did, right? Uh, yeah, a lot like reportive did and a lot like reporto says it does, but it really doesn't. Okay, um, but here's some, here's my point. The point is, you use them when you get a name, for instance, on Facebook. You're not sure what the person does. The information is in there. Then you bring in these other tools to get that other to back to to find out more about that guy. Is that right? Exactly. No, you're exactly right. No, our job is to put together as complete a picture of a candidate as we can. These tools help us get the other puzzle pieces to create that picture. That's okay. Anybody want to ask Dean a question while I'm going? Maybe you don't like the questions I'm asking. Anybody want to talk to him? I got lots more, but anybody else want to speak? Five, four, three, <laughs> two. No, no, no. no one did. You're good, man. It's going well. It's going okay. well. I'm, I'm just sitting here taking notes. Okay, <laughs> good, good. Okay, now you make a big point of. Well, actually, let me bring this up. Connectifier. 
I just yep. read that P- Peter Kazanji said they steal information from your address book once you install their program. Is that true? Um, not to my knowledge, because I have some people in my address book that they don't that that ConnectFire is not aware of, so they aren't stealing people from my address book. I haven't given anybody? them access to my address book. No, no, they just steal that information. Has anybody else heard it? I just posted it on Twitter and on uh, my Facebook group, which isn't right in front of me right now. So I, now, I, I can rem- tell you what I can tell you what they used to do. Basically, when you installed ConnectFire and you signed in and you connected it to your LinkedIn profile, they did. Uh, get access to everybody you were connected to on LinkedIn. Okay, but they're not stealing from your own. Let me see what it says. I'm, I'm on the site. Yeah. Now. So, so what Kazanji and and um, yeah, I've heard Mark, Mark Drees are saying is that yeah, um, it, anytime you use Connectifier, when you connect Connectifier to your Gmail account, it imports all of your Gmail address. That's what it says. He said, you guys realize that Connectifier steals data from user address books, right? It's exactly what Jeremy just said. But you don't know about that. Is that what you're telling me? If they do, then they're not doing a good job because, like I said, i got a boatload of people in my address book that they don't have in Connectifier. So yeah, if they're doing so, it, they're not doing a good job. So or that, this they is stop something doing I, it. This is something I hear a lot about, but I, I can't actually. I've tried to test it myself, and like Dean they don't have everybody I have in there. So, um, you know, to, I don't know, to, to be fair, both of the people who said that today have competing products. Yeah. And, okay. and, and the other thing to remember is whenever you get a product like a connect fire, three, six social went through it a little bit. Connect six had its little go around. There's always somebody trying to come up with, what's the word I would use a way to explain how they do it. That, that is questionable. That's just the nature of the beast. And I'm not saying that they never did it. I'm not saying all I can tell you is based on what I know, I have a lot of people in my address book that they do not have. So I, I would find it really hard to believe that they're doing it. And if they are, they really are doing a sucky job at it. Okay. You know, Jerry found that his little 8-year-old daughter, well, he was invited to connect to her on, on LinkedIn, and he realized that something was wrong. And I read that if you put LinkedIn on your phone, on your yep. the app, they go through your address book. I mean, That's there's no way me. eight-year-old kid, somebody's doing it, even if Connectifier isn't. Somebody's doing that. Oh, there's stuff, no so. doubt somebody's doing it. I mean, you got to remember, we have no data privacy, no real, let me rephrase this, we have no real data privacy laws here in the U.S. It's not like in Australia where you find a candidate, they have to opt in, and if they don't opt in, you got to delete everything you got on them from your computer. We don't have when that did, here. When did this yeah. go from the animal show to the Alex Jones show? We started off with some bizarre political commentary that bore no relation on recruiting. Bizarre? God it bless America, Toby oh, yeah, Keith's song. Well, it's not anarchist, it's bizarre by this guy. Yes, 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 that's bizarre. It was a patriotic and, song. And now we're conspiracy theorizing conspiracy <sighs> about Connectifier? Come on, everybody's watching it's you. Privacy it's is dead. Okay, fine. Let's move on. We don't want to get uh, <laughs> Okay. Yeah, if you're not doing anything that you should worry about, don't worry about it. Yeah, I just want to I just want to uh finish <laughs> First they came for the Jews and I said nothing cuz I not, wasn't Come a on, Jew. not that again. It's okay, one oh of those things. Okay. 
Just Got because what you're doing today we're doesn't the mean room. they're going to make it illegal and you'll wake up tomorrow a criminal because somebody made a rule. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure there's a movie. I've been a criminal since I was 11. I'm not worried about it. I'm with you. Okay, well, I want to finish off with this social. (laughs) Besides, isn't it true you're only you're only a criminal? Don't sabotage my show, Jeff Newman. Give me a break, okay? (laughs) Combining these social aggregators, you say. I heard you say it on on uh, Jeremy's show. The magic starts happening when you combine Connectifier. With vibap.co, a new world opens up. Those are your words. You want? You says yeah. these tools work together to provide more than they do apart, right? Now, what do you want? Yep. You want to talk about that a bit? Hallelujah! It sounds like it. Well, it's real simple. The two tools, those particular two tools, work differently. One works when you're in a profile, social profile, and it brings you the information. The other one, only all it needs is an email address. And it finds the information. So that means if you're out and about, you did a in URL colon resume Java file type doc whatever string you use, and you pull people up. Connectifier doesn't work there, but Vibe does. If there's an email address, you just highlight the email address, right click, Vibe will pull in whatever it can find on the person. That's why that's why I'm saying they work very well together because they work from different angles. Okay. And it's not Understood. just Connectifier and Vibe. It's Connect6 and Vibe, 360 Social and Vibe, 3 Sourcing and Vibe, and I can name the, a whole bunch more of them. Okay. Now, I noticed on Quora that you recommended that someone try using Be Known. Have you actually recruited anybody on Be Known? <laughs> I've, I actually found a couple of extremely tough to find people on Be Known, and I actually found some contact information for a few people that I couldn't find anywhere else but on Be Known. And I have a whole series on recruiting blogs about lesser-known sites like Be Known and, and Visual CV, and, and they're great places to go because not a lot of people go after me. See, one of the biggest keys is everybody goes to the same places. Well, not a lot of people are going to these places, and that's why they're a great place to go. Not a lot of people go there. Not a lot of people even know they exist. The road so, less yeah. traveled is what I'm Exactly. And, 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 you know, it's that old thing like Munster. One of the biggest things in Munster I always thought was fascinating to me is how once somebody in Munster has gotten over six months old, less than 10% of people that use Munster for recruiting bother to even pay attention to them. And I'm like, why? (laughs) Okay, it's six months old. Maybe they're not looking. But you know what? If you have the right opportunity, they'll be looking again. So why wouldn't you? And and it's uh, so you know these lesser known sites are kind of like the over six month old monster profiles or the dice profiles that are no longer active. They're passive candidates. Same thing. They're just a grouping of people that aren't being looked at enough. And there's information okay. that can be gathered there. Okay, I got to tell you something. It's monster, not monster. Okay, monster was the, <laughs> hey, the TV Aaron, show. Aaron are we talking about Aaron, monster? Yeah. Aaron yeah. Says monster oh, okay. Also. All right. I was Aaron Aaron always said, same t- Aaron, hey, I was Aaron's just watching the, the show last night. Monster. Give me a break. Exactly. No, that's okay. Jeremy. That's, um, Where are you, Jeremy? That's you from the, Jeremy. That's the Adams family. Sorry. Yeah, that's Jeremy. the Adams family. Jeremy, Jeremy. Where are you from, Dean? Say again? Jeremy. Where are you from? Jeremy who? Dean. Jeremy wants to say something about Eric Jagwith, oh. okay? I'm giving well, him a break. Well, I was going to say, Eric Eric Jakewith always says Munster also. I want to track this down. Where do you guys pronounce the O with a short U sound? Where are you from, Dean? Uh, I'm not sure about uh, about him, but um, I spent most of my life in New York, so I suspect that has something to do with it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Now, now, the thing is, Glenn Cathy also does that. He's famous for harvesting 
five-year-old resumes because he thinks those guys are going to be ready to make a move. That's how that's how he does it. Now, well, we're statistically half- speaking, three to five years is about the average when somebody's ready to move. So, yeah, statistically speaking, it's probably pretty accurate. Okay, Dean. Now, are you are you disagreeing with that philosophy, Animal? Oh, I like it. That's what Glenn Cathy is Who famous for. Who wouldn't like it? Well, Dean just said most recruiters aren't bright enough to use it, okay? There you go. Most recruiters. Good. Okay. Now, More Dean, for us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Most uh, heavy and, hitters you know of what? the industry. We don't have to worry about lots of people hearing this on the Recruiting Animal Show. Even better. Secrets just ours. Any recruiter that doesn't use any tool or anything that's available to him to find people is doomed to fail at some point. It's that simple. Best line in the last 36 minutes. Say it again. It's brilliant. It's genius. Thank you. Okay. Look, I want to get to it. We're halfway through the show. Before we start talking about communism again or patriotism, I want to get to one of your big, big topics, and that's X-Rain, because I did look. I, he's got a fantastic series on recruiting blogs. Just go to Dean DaCosta's blog. I've got it linked to from the Recruiting Animal Show site. And he goes through all these weird things you've never heard of. Top Pal, Fiverr, F-I-V-R-R. It's a, a freelancer site. Odesk is a freelancer site. Kinza, K-I-N-Z. AA or ZAA. Uh, it lets you build infographic resumes. He goes that through these is. one after another, and the thing is, they all have the same solution. He says for every one of these kind of weird sites, you have to use uh, X ray. You have to write a little uh, string, an X ray string. So you want to talk about X ray, use some of the examples. I have them here in front of me in case you forgot them. Tell people how to X ray. Well, the idea behind X raying is to get into the site without having to be a member or anything like that and pull information out. In most cases, it's a site command. You're basically telling the um, Google or whatever you're using to look in this specific site, so site colon LinkedIn.com, and since we're going to look at U.S. only, we'll put slash IN. So basically you're saying look in the LinkedIn site for whatever, Java and uh, Java developer. And, the, and what it's going to do is it's going to go within the LinkedIn site and look – and only the LinkedIn site and look only for people who have the words Java and developer in their profile. Yeah, and but that's hold on what a is. Wait a sec. Wait a sec. You didn't give the – you didn't really explain it well. It would be site, colon, LinkedIn.com, then slash – resume java no 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 no. you don't you don't even need to go that far not in linkedin you got to remember in linkedin you don't need to use the word resume because first of all they're not resumes they're profiles okay although you're talking within linkedin i thought you meant on google no okay so one more time you have to use a search engine to x-ray whether it's google bing or whatever you are x-raying in a specific site the so you don't need to say resume. The site has only got what it has. So that's like saying you're going to x-ray into a site that's only about resumes and, and still say resume. You don't need to. That's all that's there. So you go, mm. you would go um, site colon LinkedIn.com. Now, we only want to find people within the U.S. in this case. So you would do a slash in. That's because the, 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 all of the U.S.-based profiles are going to have linkedin.com slash in that's the way that's the way their urls are built space java 
space developer. That will pull all the people within the U.S. that have that are Java developers, basically, or have the word Java and developer in their profile. You've done this now by outside of LinkedIn. You're not signed in LinkedIn. You're not using it then. You've x-rayed into the site to get pull the information you want out. That's what x-raying is, or at least that, that's what this main part of x-raying is. Okay. And the so thing is, the X, this, before we go, the string is going to be different from every site to every site. Not all sites are going to be the same. Some may not even be a site command. They may be a domain command. And that's why you've got to look and pay attention to figure it out. What's a site command versus a domain command? Um, it's just basically whether, the, whether it is a domain that you're X-raying into or just a site. It's pretty simple. Most, domain, most of the domains are going to be .orgs, .edu, stuff like that. If it's a .com, it's usually a site command. Not always, okay, but usually. So let, let me run a, a few of these strings by you so people get an idea. What is Toptality? T-O-P-T-A-L. What do they do? Um, well, I don't have it in front of me, and it's been a while since I uh, okay, wrote so that. Forget but if I remember, forget about something. that. But, no, no, Fiverr. I know what they do. They're a freelancer site, okay? So here's what you've got as the string. S-I-T-E, site, colon, Fiverr, F-I-V-E-R-R, dot com, slash, search, slash, gigs, G-I-G-S, space, developer. What's the logic right. you're using there? I, I, I want to well, know what... It was a matter of being of, of of doing it of starting simple and working my way in. So I started with a simple with the simple uh, site, um, site command fiverr.com and did my and added in what I was looking for and didn't come up with nothing. But it at least not what I was looking for. But I started noticing a pattern in all of the URLs, and so I said, okay, fine, let's let's go with that pattern. Um, let's do search and see what happens. So as soon as I did search, all of a sudden I noticed, wow, search. And it was slash something. That's not what I'm looking for. Search slash this. Wait a minute. Search slash gigs. And that's an actual. Let's click on it. It's an actual real developer. And then I said, okay, let's add gigs to my X-ray search. And all of a sudden, all the developers showed up. So it's just a matter of starting simple, a simple site command, paying attention to the URLs, and figuring out what is their URL naming convention to get to the actual people. Every site is going to be different. For Fiverr, it's the search dot gig, search slash gigs. For um, Behance, you got to do Behance dot net slash gallery. Um, so okay. each one's different, and you just got to play for stumble upon. It's stumble upon dot com slash stumbler. They call their people stumblers. They don't call them profiles. They don't call them uh, search or gigs. That's what they call them. So you just got to figure it out. And the only way to do that is to start with a basic X-ray and pay attention to the URLs. The URLs can tell you a lot about every site. I mean, there's a site out there called Dev Bistro. You have to you you could search in it, but you got to pay to get contact information. The problem is six percent of the time the guys. The person's name or their email address is right there in the URL if you bother to pay attention. The problem is most people don't pay attention. Okay, let's do another one. Odesk. I'll read you what you've got here. Site, colon, Odesk. That's O-D-E-S-K dot com slash O slash profiles slash users space developer. That's, yep. that's odd, isn't it? Oh. Yeah, it is, but that's what it ended up being when I did the research. I started simple, like, you know, site.odesk.com, and then when I noticed URLs, I was like, okay, oh, 
oh, for Odesk, gee, that's really tough to figure out. And then I played around, like, okay, so now profile seems to get me there. And I just built it until I got what I wanted based on the results. It's just the way it is. Some are simple, some are hard. And that's okay. where you have to be a bit of a detective and, you, and, and pay attention and play around until you get the right one. Okay, any questions for Dean? We've got 15 minutes left. I'm, I'm you know, letting the audience have their, their, their shot. I'm fine when you're talk? having fun. Okay, okay. Um, okay, so let me see. Does, does you know Dean what? have any questions for the audience? Go ahead, Dean. Uh, actually, I appreciate you asking that, but actually, um, well, what I'd just like to know is, I mean, there's been no questions, so either I'm explaining whatever it is really good or you guys are bored out of your mind so no, no, you Jerry not know which one it is. No, that's a good sign. Jerry I'm taking notes, okay. Master. Yeah, Jerry's saying he's bored or he disappears or something like that, okay? So, or no, I, I have a business call I have to take, dude. Okay. Oh. Or I have okay. a meeting, big okay. meeting all the time. Yeah, right. Okay, Dean, what, what's sure. your company culture? What's your company culture? At Lockheed Martin? Um, that's a very interesting question. Um, having been with them for a little over a year, I would say it's one of res- respect um, definitely collaborative uh, because I work across. I mean, I could work on it, work with anybody at Lockheed Martin because of what I do. Um, it's definitely the kind of company where you can go, and if you do your job and do what you're supposed to do, they will take care of you, and you're good to go. It's one of the few companies that I can honestly say that I felt comfortable in knowing that this could be my last job, you know, and that's always being ex-military. That's kind of in my mind. I'm not someone that likes to jump jobs. So every time I go into a company, I always say, this is it. This is where I'm staying. That's the end of it. And I can honestly say this is probably the first company where even though I said, I've always said it, I actually believe it because that seems to be the way they are. They take care of their people and they do a good job of it. Okay. Um, so my, so point that, my point there is that you're not stating uh, a general company culture like they, your recruiting department it doesn't sound like you've got a, a fully articulated statement about your company culture you're just telling me your personal experience right now is that right well i know we have one about company culture but as you've already pointed out at the very beginning of the show it's the standard stuff you hear that almost every company has so i figured i'd give you something more real no no it was good i liked what you said and it didn't take you long to come up with it either i thought it was you know something that you could tell somebody and and a candidate might say okay well let me ask you a few more questions why do you say this how does that work out in regular life but you know most of the time you know, everybody's saying hire for company culture, hire for company culture, and, and they, nobody even knows. They can't say anything about their company culture. At least you gave us a good starting point. I, I, I thought that was interesting. Oh, cool. I think the company culture, to me, I, I think a lot of companies use the quote, the word culture and fit as catch-alls because uh-huh. if they use them, that gives them an excuse to say no to anybody, and they don't have to justify it any more than that because you can't really totally justify it. Okay, hey, so it's a, the right it's a bluff. They just weren't the, company, the right fit. Yeah, the company culture thing is a it, it's a nonsense issue to do, some extent. Does, do you find it to be a strength in when you're talking about your company and the culture that you Lockheed Martin alone can say that you are the inventor of a compact fusion reactor <laughs> developed by Skunk Works that might potentially change civilization as we know it? No, I don't use that because, frankly, I didn't even know that. And I doubt many other people know. And, frankly, you know what? Would have, could have, should have. Until it does, it means nothing. Hey, it's on the Internet right now. Yeah, I, and we Casey, all know Casey we Cougar just we on the Internet. It was on Aviation Weekly. 
Yeah, okay. no, I'm not debating that. I'm just saying, no, it's not something I would use. I mean, Lockheed Martin's a huge company. We're, we're, we're very well known. We've got a very good reputation as far as, at least as far as I can tell, because I did a lot of research before I joined them. And, you know what, at some point, um, a company's got to speak for itself. You know, at some point, you don't. All the other crap needs to go out the window, and a company's got to speak itself. For me, when I joined Lockheed Martin, one of the best research things I did is I contacted people at Lockheed Martin I knew. I contacted people who used to be at Lockheed Martin that I knew, and I asked them to get the real deal, to get the behind the scenes, what I really want to know about. And what if you don't know somebody? Hey, 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 hey! Good question. What if you don't know somebody in the company and you want to research? What would you have done? Really, you can't go on LinkedIn and find somebody you're a second level from and then connect with them. And then ask him a question. Stranger, really? a stranger, yeah. stranger. I do it all the. I do it all the time. Animal doesn't speak to strangers. Yeah, that's right. Give Animal an is example. a stranger. Give me no, an what? example. Let me. I want an example of what you just said. You do all the time. Well, there was. I, I'm not going to name a company, but there was a company before I joined Lockheed Martin that I was considering joining. I didn't know anybody directly there, and so I went on LinkedIn and found somebody that I was a second level to, which means we had one connection, and I asked to connect with them. They connect with me, and I, you know, I always pay attention to people's profiles, so I noticed that in this particular case, they were a bit of a sports fanatic. Their Facebook page, and so I started talking about sports. And then I thought, hey, listen, I got a question. You, you know, you, you've been there for a while. What do you think? And he's like, and he's like, well, this, 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 this. And then at the end, he asked why. I go, I was considering joining it, but given what you just told me, I'm not too sure I want to. And kind of wondering why you're still there. And he goes, in about a month, I won't be. I go, never mind. Enough said. So I mean, that told me everything. But you got, come on, you're a recruiter and you're afraid to talk to people, strangers, no, no, no. really. A job hunter, I, I, everybody tells the job hunters to call up, contact strangers on LinkedIn. I don't think they've got it in them. That you're, you're not an ordinary person, okay, Dean? You're not an ordinary person. Good or bad. Hey, Dean, what about, what about a LinkedIn invitation from, say, a Java developer or your targeted candidate that is not a carefully crafted letter and their profile picks kind of weird? Well, I always look at people when they ask me to connect with them, and I always do research. Uh-huh. So there's, if there's enough information on that LinkedIn I mean, profile, if he really is a Java developer, let's say. I'm not talking about well, a faker. Well, you know, there's so many variables in there. What if they're a Java developer, English isn't their first language, or they came from another country. Mm-hmm. I don't tend to get too, as much into that. Like I said, I still do my research, and if I go to their GitHub profile and it looks pretty good and they got good code and they got good feedback – of course I'm going to connect with them because obviously... Do you go that far before way. accepting? It, if, if, if their LinkedIn profile raises a flag of some kind or mm-hmm. gets me asking more questions, then yes, of course I will. Yeah, okay. okay, let me let me move on. Just let me, I just want to add. There's, add there's some scuttlebutt in the industry uh, among some of the LinkedIn profile trainers. Yeah, that they're very specific about who they'll accept. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some people are that way. Some people are that way. I can't, you know, and they find it you know, They have the right to be that way, but I think it's a bit elitist if you ask me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think it shows that they don't understand that there is no private data out there. They're still trying to protect their 600 contacts when yeah, we don't like, have that information. Like anyway. connecting with them is some secret deal. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Maybe deep down they're more than they found. appear to be. I don't know, but you know, to me it seems kind of stupid if you're going to be on a social site that's designed to make connections, and you're going to sit there and 
almost come up with reasons not to connect with people. I mean, that's that's basically yeah. the biggest problem the recruiting industry has. Hey, plus, we need this person, but now let's find a reason not to hire them. What? Plus, Ma- Maureen Sherb uh, put half of the database in LinkedIn. So if you really want to, just, <laughs> just give her a call. She's giving them all away for free, so I don't see why she'd charge you, you know. Yeah. yeah. Okay. There you go. Hey, hey, I'm I'm here. I oh, oh, sorry, I didn't know. Uh-oh. I got a question. I got a question before. I want the show before before it's over. I want to ask a couple of questions. The just things that uh, that Dean always talks about that are still mysteries to me. You told us about one scraper, but you're always talking about Monkey M O N dot K I and Mozenda. And how do they work? What well, what do they do? Okay. So okay. So. Monkey has several parts to it. It's not just one tool. It's several tools. One of them is a people search tool, which basically allows you to put a person's name, and it will search for that person. Now, it does start with your – it does work very closely with your uh, – with your Gmail and with your desk book. So it goes there first, but it will search outside of there to try to find that information and bring it to you. And it comes in very handy. I mean, if I'm on LinkedIn and I'm looking at a second-level person, do I, do I already know them? Do I connect them? Boom, 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 there you go, and now I know. So that's one piece. But then it has a Twitter search tool. It has a, um, a, an actual Gmail tool, a people extension tool. It has like five different tools that are part of the package, and each one does something a little bit different. But the key is it allows you to bring your address book easily to you as opposed to going to it and wasting time. And it does have some nice search capabilities. So it's it's a tool I really enjoy using. And especially on LinkedIn or even Twitter is if I'm on somebody's Twitter page or LinkedIn page and I'm not primary to them or the name doesn't ring a bell, Monkey will let me know right away if I, if I already have something on them. I don't even have to look. It's right. It says it right there on the page. Um, it'll it'll tell her they have email, phone number, whatever I've got. So that's it's really good information to have available to you quickly and easily. Mozenda, Mozenda is a scraping tool. It's an incredibly great scraping tool, but it's really a great scraping tool. One because it, you don't have to program to do it, but more importantly, their tech support is far and away the best I've ever I, I've ever had. I've done two really big scrapes off of it to where I needed their help. I called them. Got a live person immediately. The guy spent an hour and a half on the phone with me, an hour actually doing the work that needed to be done, which involved a little program, which I didn't at the time, that particular language I didn't know how to do, and then explained to me step-by-step step what he did, where he got the JSON from, where he got all this information, so that I can do it myself now. And I did take very copious notes, so I'd run that same one a couple times, and I don't have to do I didn't have to ask for help again. So that's one of the things I really like about them is it's just their tech support is incredible. And they have free. There is a free part, a free version of it. So free version is something like 500,000 scrapes. That's a lot of scrapes. Anybody uses more than that in a year, well, something's wrong with them is all I'll say. And, and there are a lot the, of other scraping tools out there. So, uh-huh. What's the cost of the – like to get that tech support, you have to pay, right? The tech support's free. It, no matter what, no matter which version of the product you have, the tech support's free. Why? Well, how can they make money like that? I always, well, what's going on there? I don't have. Um, I, I, I don't can't have to make money that. doing any of this. I Look at all the answer. bloggers and the, the software evaluators. I can't answer the question about how they make any money. Uh, uh-huh. It could be that. Maybe they're going to raise their prices. It could be that maybe what they're doing is to get enough users so some other company will buy them. I don't know what their plan is. I don't really, you know, to be quite honest, don't care. Um, I just like the product, still use the product. Um, there are other mm-hmm. products out there I use as well. There's a Chrome add-on called Kimono, which is without a doubt the easiest scraping tool I've ever seen in my life. I mean, 
they, they, I, I could probably teach my uh, my 19 year old daughter how to use it and scrape and scrape off. Of not, it. A 19 year old person is not an idiot, so I don't think you should use. Well, no, but my daughter is not. <laughs> I know if you I agree, year old idiots. My point was, it is really simple. You don't even need that a program. I mean, it's really open it, highlight the information. Highlight the information in one in one particular part of it, and it'll go and find all that same information everywhere and bring it to you. It's really simple. Okay, Maureen. Maureen. Yes. Yes. Do you, do you have any questions before I I move on to another topic? You're just no, here. no. I'm just enjoying them. Okay. You know what? I, I I'm gonna give mm-hmm. I'm gonna give a review of Dean's uh, the way he talks. He doesn't have a beautiful voice, but he is a great talker. <laughs> I, he is a great talker. Really, mm-hmm. one of the best. One of the best mm-hmm. I've ever heard. Uh, mm-hmm. That's what I think. Okay. The Very Dean. good. Very yeah. Dean. Strong. Strong. Dean. Dean, are you yes. there? Yes. Now you said at the beginning that you've got PSTD. Were you P-T-S- in battle? Or? PTSD. Post traumatic. Oh, oh post traumatic stress yeah, disorder. Yeah. PSTD yeah. is a whole different thing, man. I've had it. <laughs> yeah, we don't. It was hell. Yeah, we don't want to go there. You got to be careful with those acronyms. Next thing you know, you'll yeah, have okay, me having yeah. some kind of venereal disease. Nobody's well, heard I'm of. not dyslexic or anything. I'm just ignorant. Okay, so look, uh, were you in battle? Can you tell us something about that? Because I've read about it in a lot of places, but I've never met anybody. I was, I was in well, the we first. We forgive you, real quick. We forgive you, animal, because Canadians don't go to war, do they? That's not true. We lost a lot of people in Afghanistan. Okay, I, I thought all Canadians did was say, "Hey, America, can you help us out?" But that's just me. Well, that too. Okay, yeah. but no, no, we're going to Iraq as well. We're going to fight uh, those assholes. They're sending like five people to Iraq. Look out. Yeah, five planes. Five planes. Yeah, but the question is, do you actually get into the war zone, or do you stay way behind and just? No, no, we were it, not we me, but the Canadian troops in <laughs> Afghanistan were in the worst part. I actually, I actually, as much as I like to kid about it, I actually uh, met a few Canadian soldiers during my time, so I, I actually can agree with them, as much as it pains me. Um, I was in the first Persian Gulf War and okay. um, had a lot of interesting things happen. I will only tell you one story um, that might help kind of put it to rest a little bit or at least help enlighten, enlighten things a little. Um, I was with about ten other people. I was a senior person. We were by ourselves in an area. Uh, night came, foggy as heck. You stepped outside, shut the door. You couldn't see two inches in front of your face. We heard a lot of noises, whistles, explosions, all sorts of neat stuff. The next day, um, I went outside, and there was an unexploded bomb about 50 feet away from us. Had it exploded, we were dead. That alone can cause yeah. PTSD. And wow. that's really, on a scale of 1 to 10, that's a 3 compared to other things that I was involved with or witnessed or was around. So what happens? You wake up in the middle of the night thinking you're there again, or is that is that what? It, is a lot it? of well, a lot of different things. PTSD can manifest itself in a lot of ways. Like for instance, I cannot watch certain movies, certain movies that have an abundance of legitimately real um, military type fighting. Not the kind like Rambo where he fires a, a uh, law inside of a, hel- a helicopter that doesn't blow the back out because that's not real. That's blown. It would have blown the back out. Or fires fifty. 500 rounds from a 50-round magazine, you know, that's not real. But like Saving fairly, Private Ryan, those kind of movies? Yeah, I can't watch Private Ryan at all. Oh. Um, there are, if I am... That's a good movie. I don't sleep, I don't sleep well. Oh, I've heard it's a great movie, but I can't watch it. I, 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 can't, I don't sleep very well. And if, I get, if I'm up and about in the middle of the night and somebody else gets up and they don't literally yell in the house to let me know they're there, they're likely to get put through a wall because I, don't, I, can, I have no control over that. It's a pure reaction. Oh, yeah. 
and then if I, and then um, there are times that I could just be sitting there, and all of a sudden I just jump because something's happened that just made me feel like I was back there, and there was something going on. I mean, I had one time where I was on an airfield, and uh, me and this other guy had to go from one end to the other, and dodging Scud missile debris the whole way because there were Scuds being patriots were destroying Scuds right over our heads. So I just have a bunch of things that happen, and that um, that just cause it to where. Uh, you know, it's I have PTSD. I have things Last that happen that don't that. work Last well. Last question me. about that: Were you like a tough guy before you went into the military, or just a regular guy? Uh, I lived a couple of years in Brooklyn during the gang <laughs> war days. I guess that's about as tough as I can get. <laughs> okay. Okay. Look, Jerry, is there an after show? <laughs> yeah. Well, but, but Dean, Dean, I know Dean a little bit better. So, what martial arts did you know when you lived in Brooklyn during the gang days? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I knew Black Tiger Kung Fu. I knew two different forms of karate, a couple forms of jiu-jitsu. I knew okay. one form of Aikido, and that was pretty much the majority of it at that time. I learned quite Black, a bit after that. Black belt. So he wasn't getting beat down in Brooklyn. Yeah, so he wasn't just the average guy, but he didn't want to tell us that because he's humble like Moses, right? Jerry, we're going to your after show. Dean, one of the best shows I've ever had. I want to thank Jeremy Roberts because I wouldn't know you if it wasn't for him. And everybody else, thank you! I need your help. What do you need? My enthusiasm for the after show has <laughs> don't been, look to me. <laughs> it's just been going down the tubes. I don't know. I back during the the, the great grind, recession, I I had all kinds of free time. Now I now I'm yeah. sitting here thinking, man, I've already spent an hour on the animal show. Yeah, I've got customers that need to hire people mm-hmm. banging on the doors. Yeah, I mean it's just mm-hmm. you know I should be working. And I don't know mm-hmm. what to do. I know. Got to make some decisions. It's a it struggle. Happened. It's a struggle. What are you going to do? I, I don't know. I mean, I like to talk about the show. Dean's a great guy. Great yeah. guy. Yeah, it was a fun show. You know, but the after show has gone from, you know, 15 to 20 minutes to like, you know, 8. Yeah. 5. Yeah. Well, let's get three. it over with. See? Okay. Now it's just like, a, <laughs> just like cleaning the dishes, you know. I love to cook. Yeah. Hey, doing the dishes. Yeah. I feel like we're doing the after show's dishes, the animal show's dishes. Yeah. And that's not yeah. how it should be. I should enjoy it. Well. It's one of my favorite things to hear as a listener, though. Yeah. Really? Now we're talking? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I've always enjoyed the after show. Yeah, Animal says that it's starting to get lame, and he claims that there's a lot of people that call in, and they're allegedly right now there are dozens of people. Uh, listening to the show that aren't chiming in. Is there any person listening right now that doesn't normally jump in on the after show? Anybody? Hey, Jerry. Who's this? It's Blake. Blake. What's up, dude? Hey, man. Hey, real quick. uh, Your Facebook post this morning, does that mean I'm not meeting you on the 8th of November or what? We're troubled here, Ma- Maureen. I'm gonna I'm gonna ask Maureen for advice. Um, we're going on a hunting trip. 
Cool. Where are you going? As strong men like to do. I know, I know. Where are you going? South Dakota. Ooh. It's going to be a great time. Great time. Mm-hmm. It's going to snow, but go ahead. Oh, that's okay. That'll just make the birds sit a little bit tighter. I'll yeah. have the snow. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. Men on. and dogs and yeah. guns and whiskey. Uh-huh. We've invited Blake this year. Oh, okay. Blake who's, Blake who's comes we? from the ground zero of Ebola. <laughs> so there's been some chatter in my crowd. Hey, is that dude Ebola still coming? <laughs> we'll put him in a bubble. Oh, bubble wrap yourself. Yeah, there you go. My brother just flew to East Texas, and he called the airline before he got on the plane. He said, listen, he had to go. Um, he he has a software company. He's a veterinarian. And he called the airline before he got on the plane. He said, look, I don't want to get on the plane, but if I can get on the plane with goggles and a mask with an aerator and gloves, I'll get on the plane. Do you have a problem with that? I don't don't want to cause a panic. They said, no, we don't have a problem with that. That's how he got on the plane. And so then everybody else will freak out. I guess, but you, you guys could do the same thing. Maybe we just need to set a, a number of victims as our as our benchmark. Let's say if it hits eight, then we've got to run out. Are we, we talking, about deer? Are we talking about deer? In Dallas. Pheasant. Or in, oh, okay, Pheasant, in Dallas. Yeah, so I mean, deer. all I know is Ebola in Texas. Blake in Texas. Blake. I mean, there's... You've got you've got some you've got some uh, descriptions uh, beside your name that just have us freaking out. Mm-hmm. You know, I, on my trek to South Dakota, I will make sure to uh, avoid the uh, Dallas Fort Worth metroplex. But what are you doing to make sure that those people are avoiding you? Mm-hmm. See, well, you, you know, it's 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 getting it's getting crazy. But no, right now you're still on the go list. And to really secure your place, you ought to just send in your deposit or payment info in advance. Just a thought. Just a thought. No refunds. <laughs> no, well, of course not. Especially if you're dead. I shouldn't joke about it. I shouldn't joke about it. But it's it's how I personally deal with tragedy. Humor. With laughter. Uh, absolutely. Best yeah. medicine. Yeah. It is the best. Why not? Goodness, goodness. Anybody else that's listening that doesn't normally uh, pipe up during the after show? Come on, somebody. Who was that? Was that you, Blake? Nope. Who, who's who got the phone ringing there? I know better than that. I know you do. <sighs> goodness. See, we've hit a dead spot six minutes in. Kind of peaked a little bit there with the hunting and the Texas and the, you know the Blake and Ebola, and I, now I don't know where to go with this. It's all you got to incentivize new people to speak. Like uh, I'm trying. Person, next person that speaks, uh, we will send a five dollar. Uh, <laughs> we'll send a five dollar like uh, gift certificate Ooh. to Starbucks. Oh, there we go. There you go. Or how about Tim Hortons? To, uh, which is what better. Gary, what are you doing to increase the participation of the after show? I mean, it seems to be on you. I mean, what are you doing to to better that? Um, 
Well, I, I think, first of all, uh, we need to talk about it. I need to start thinking about it. I mean, I, uh, maybe I'm out of steam. Absence yeah. makes the heart grow fonder. Maybe, maybe you know, I mean, maybe I need years? to see if somebody wants to adopt it. How many Just years for a has while. it been? How many years has it been? I don't know, five maybe? Yeah, it's been a while, hasn't it? Maybe it's kind of like back in high school, you know, you you break up with a girl and it's no big deal until you see somebody else going out with her. <laughs> okay, maybe maybe somebody else needs to take over the animal show for a little bit. And, and you know, <laughs> perhaps, maybe, I don't know. You know. Animal won't have any of that. No, I know, I know. Did, well, you what, maybe, did you guys learn something from Dean? Was he helpful? Yeah, yeah. I thought it was interesting. I thought so. Yeah. I have to listen to it again. <laughs> yeah. 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 Slow it down, replay. I can't ever catch all of it. Well, I had to reformat a stupid resume. I have a great candidate for one of our customers and he's one of these guys that has like a four inch header with all of his certifications and his name in like 48 font and all that stuff on every page mm. and so I can't delete just one of the headers it's like you either delete the whole thing or you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. so I had to copy and paste it out save oh. his thing as a non-header deal and then stick it back in there you mean oh. while the show was going on while the show was going on. You're a multitasker. Well, yeah. Yeah, I mean, there that's, that's no secret. Yeah. I can help you fix that easily. How, how do you do it? Give me a call, you know. Uh, <laughs> ring, ring. Hey, Blake. Trade, it's Jerry. Trade secret. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's me. How do you get rid of that header? Uh, <laughs> we can talk about you. <laughs> I think I heard animal in the background. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Maureen said snow, so I'm kind of scared now. Snow in South Dakota, November. I gotta buy a jacket. Oh yeah. Oh well, yeah. Well, Jerry's probably got hey, extra. Skip the jacket. Get one of these hazmat suits. <laughs> uh, it, I mean, it's let's face it. The time is coming. I don't think they work. Well, not if you follow the directions. Well, how would you take it off without? I mean, what, how would you take that thing off without getting whatever? What are these secretions anyway? Uh, you know what, hey, Jerry? So while we were uh, sitting here talking just a second ago on Drudge, it just popped up. Ebola patient traveled by air the day before her symptoms service. So now all the people that were on that flight, ding ding. I tell you what, I'm going to say the day before she reported. Wow. Wow. That's that's what's annoying. Mm -hmm. I want to know, the the whole quarantine thing isn't working for me. I'm I'm thinking, you know, they didn't monitor these people very well. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you guys listen to any of the uh, Glenn Beck type shows, but one of his uh, sponsors or advertisers is this uh, emergency food company, Rations. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, so my my in-laws, they're all like loaded up with just a ton of this stuff, and they've been they've been saying something's coming, and you're gonna need it. Well, <laughs> Bob's loaded up too. 
We they, got barrels even, of grain. Sometimes they'll grain. have it for dinner just to see how good it is. <laughs> <laughs> well, who's laughing now? I'm, who's they, laughing now? Yeah. But, but we've got barrels of grain. We've got barrels of corn. We've got barrels of oh. rice. And I'm like, what am I supposed to do with this? You get, yeah, get out a rolling pin or what something. What do you do with barrels of wheat? <laughs> I, think, I think that I could... As, what you have to worry about, though, is you can hang out at your place, but once all the people are dead that are supposed to turn on the power company stuff, yeah, and the different, you know, yeah. I mean, at some point, society out there needs to help, you know, keep your phone going, your internet turned on, the lights on. I could hold out about as long as anybody, I think, other than some of the freaky. Uh, well, I was going to say you could hold out too. <laughs> you know, the preppers—they have a TV show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Yeah. You replenish the fish in the pond. What's that? Mm-hmm. Have you replenished the fish? Yes, I did. Yeah. You're good. You're good. <laughs> I hope they're growing fast. Even put some tilapia in there. Ooh. Yeah, but I need to catch them out real quick here because they die. They can't make it through the winter. But oh, they, yeah. they They get real nice and big, and they're easy to catch in November. Really? Yeah. That's interesting. And the tilapia, they they breed like five times throughout the summer and just have hmm. tons. So that creates a fantastic forage base for your you know your bass and your perch and stuff. You All my have, fish died this winter morning. You should have a hmm. freezer full. Yeah, which is great until the guy at the power company is dead and I've got no electricity. Yeah, yeah. You don't have um, what are those trans or what are those things? Um, generator. Generators. You don't have generator. I wouldn't leave to get any more diesel if I did have it. Well, that's true. I'm not going anywhere. Yeah, you're not leaving the Ford unattended. Uh, not not once. If if there's a case, say in Missouri or mm-hmm. Austin, mm-hmm. outside of Dallas, I'm mm-hmm. done. Mm-hmm. I'm absolutely sitting right here. Yeah. Well, if she traveled by plane the day before she broke, yeah. <laughs> it's going to be real interesting. Where'd she travel? Oh, shit. Hold on. Oh, excuse me. You, you can cuss on the after show. It's okay. I uh, closed the window already. Hmm. It's on Drudge. Did you go to the port? Of course. But back to we my were question, though. They, they, they talk about these secretions and that's the first time i've heard that medical term i mean i are the pores opened up and they're just like (laughs) oozing stuff and i'm not trying to slight any ebola victim i I guys what are these secretions that is it like a goo no no even like like sweat you know you got to be careful Oh my. Well, it looks like their their sores open and and you know blood and they like you know. bleed out of their eyes. Yeah, it's what? Mess. Yeah, they're not talking like the blood, about that the, part of it. Mm-hmm. The blood thins. The blood thins, and then oh. you can bleed out of your eyeballs. Mm-hmm. It was a flight from uh, Dallas to Cleveland. No, Ohio, right <laughs> over your Frank neck Zupan. of the And and then it stayed in in use for the rest of the. The, the time, so it's like they in Houston on afterwards could be mm-hmm. infected. Oh my! And we were all laughing about my brother, but he, he's convinced this thing's airborne. Here, he here's, here's let me let me let me tell you one thing, Jerry. 
if you don't have uh, good life insurance right now, I would get it today because these insurance companies that this bold stuff, I mean, they're going to jack up the rates for life insurance. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> luckily, uh, if I if I croak, it's no longer my problem. Yeah, so, true. so long, everybody. Jerry's dead. You're broke. Adios, amiibos. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hey, Animal, has this been good enough? 15-minute after show? I mean, hey, Animal. I, has, you, you, it was pretty good, Jerry, but you didn't talk about the show at all. But that's okay. Well, we I, didn't. Uh, we didn't raise the guest or the host. Let's no, I know. I. That's okay. Just end it now. Here's my it's problem. On it's on it, an up note. It got to be where there were like two people giving a score. What yeah, good is that? Okay. Well, we okay. have a bunch of people. We can give. All a right, score. Maureen. We're going back to just one score for the whole show. Okay. Um, we don't I have the it, time to break it I out into various. I give the whole the whole show a nine five. On a scale of one to a hundred, let me just guess that that'd be ninety five. <laughs> ninety five. Okay. See how I did that? Mhm. Blake. I, I really like Dean. Uh, I like that as a, a sorcerer recruiter, he is fully open and shares all the tools that he uses. Absolutely. Uh, Website, I and mean, he's more than generous. Uh, where he should probably safeguard a lot of that stuff. So he's a, in my book, a phenomenal guy. I actually interviewed for a job against him one time, and neither one of us got the job. But um, wonder who did. Really good guy. I like the show until you started talking about his uh, military experience there, uh, animal. Uh, but um, uh, why, why that, is that? I don't feel that. Animal was slamming him or anything. He just want just wanted to know about it. No, I just I mean it wasn't. I didn't think it was too pertinent about uh, you know for, as far as the recruiting animal show goes. But anyway, I um, and we can talk about that later, Jerry. But I would give the show a ninety-five as well. I, I really liked it. Wow. Really okay. One of the. All right. Who else is still on the line? Jeremy's on. Hey, Jeremy, what's up? So I like okay, so not much, man. I, I like Dean a lot. Obviously, I, I uh, he speaks at my event and always comes on my show. But I I, I give the show a ninety five because Animal made it uh, Animal made it relevant to more more recruiters than I sometimes do. You know what I'm saying? He um, kind of the the generalists who are in the trenches, people with a good network you know, um, who don't have to do a lot of sourcing kind of, kind of brings it closer to those people than I typically do. That's something I'm working on, but I think it was good. The, the, the problem with Dean is he's so advanced. You have to ask the right questions to make it understandable. Mm, break it and down. I think, uh, yeah, no, I think, I think animal did a good job of that. Sweet. Anybody else? Cool. Hello. Is on. It's just us three, man. Wow. Wow. This is lonely. You increase your uh, your uh, your after show. See, I, I I'm only as good as the animal show. I mean, I don't I don't have just some crowd of people. You can't even get on the after show unless you were there for the actual show itself. 
So this yeah. is, can you call like in the last two minutes on the show? And Probably. Show? Okay. Yeah, yeah. You could call in. What good would that be? You could, call in call in you could call in right now, and there used to be people who would listen to the show and then call in to talk on the after show, okay? Have I lost my way with it? Yeah, although this this said this episode wasn't bad, but you have it, lost your way. At least I'm trying, okay? It's, yeah, but everybody else sounds more alive than you. Sound like you're on your last leg. I'm that's under okay. a lot of pressure, hey. dude. You don't understand the grind that I'm in the middle of here, day after day after, after day. If he was stops. here, if he was here telling he's how lousy you are every week and saying he's dying to replace you like he used to, maybe you would be a little more on your toes. But I don't want him to replace you now. He really blew it with that Stephen Nahead stuff. I don't want him to taking over your show. Not that he would want either. Okay. Right, Who, was Who was this? Who was this? Who was this? I missed this. Oh, Astringer. Okay. Animal. Yeah. I I would like to renew our vows. I think that's what we need to do. <laughs> Not right now. I, now I'm going to do a Blake Cannon. Talk to me about it another time, honey. Not now. <laughs> all right, everybody. I'm in the middle of uh, middle of a bunch of work, as we I, all are. Uh, thanks for taking the time to uh, visit with us on the after show, and I. It can't was wait. real. Next week, I've got some big stuff planned. Later.